Welcome to BSD Talk number 185. It's Tuesday, February 2nd, 2010. I just have an interview for you today, so here it is. Today on BSD Talk, we're speaking with James Nixon, the webmaster for IX Systems and also a committer for the PCBSD project. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I wanted to talk to you today because I, I saw online that you had posted a little blurb about a users group that you went to, and you talked about uh, a couple different things, um, a few of which I wasn't familiar with. So I thought, uh, why not get you on here and, and you could talk about them a little bit, particularly the new installer, something called Life Preserver and Port Jail. So maybe if you could touch on those three things and, and let me know sort of what they are and, and how you use them. Sure, sure. Okay, well, uh, let's start with the new um, software installer. Basically, there have been some enhancements made to the original software installer and system updater utility, where there's now a new tab, a software browser tab that browses PBI Dir and allows you to click around, find Amarok, for instance, click download all within this integrated software installer, and it will queue it up in the next tab over called Installed Software. And you can actually, you know, choose to update these apps from there or remove them from your system. And uh, the next tab after that is the system updates tab. And, and that pretty much just handles all the system patches and stuff like that. So it's all in one easy-to-use place now. I see. So this isn't a installer for installing PCBSD, but rather the PBI installer. Right, and so instead of uh, being forced to go to pbidir.com, download the Amarok PBI, double-click it, click next a few times, and finish, now you can just open up the PCBSD software and updates utility. It has PBIDIR already loaded into it. You just click, and it auto-installs, downloads, and installs it for you. That's great, and I guess there's more and more PBIs being built every day. Yeah, um, the PBI build server uh, auto-builds, um, a bunch of PBIs or ports, I should say. And you can see updates regularly. I wouldn't say every day. And is this new installer available in the current 7 series of PCBSD or is this coming out in 8? It's, uh, it's a new feature of 8. There was some changes that needed to be made to uh, PBI Dir. Fabry, who handles that, added some hooks so that it could be used. And the new software and updates utility was updated in uh, the beta version that I'm using right now, and it will be, I think, uh, coming out in February. And the next one was Life Preserver. I hadn't heard of that one before. What is that? Uh, Life Preserver is basically a front-end GUI for rsync. It allows you to create backups of your system to a local or remote location. It also allows you to restore from a backup. Now, what's really cool about Life Preserver is you can load in the, the new PCBSD DVD installer and actually install from a Life Preserver backup. Oh, interesting. So basically back up your stuff using Life Preserver, blow away your system, and then put the install DVD back in and then get, get yourself back to where you were. Exactly. And you can do this over the network or locally, I guess. It's pretty cool. I haven't personally tested this out 
to see if it works, but uh, it's an it's a neat idea, and I'm sure it will I'm sure it will make it into the release. And do you know if this is just backing up the stuff in your home directory, or is this backing up all users on the system? It's backing up the entire system, like every directory in the system. So not just your home directory. Huh. And port jail, what is that? So basically, um, in the past, we had dual local bases to solve the problem of, I'm a user, I want to build this port, it's going to pull in a bunch of stuff and possibly break my system. And so what we've done is we made a jail with the ports tree in it, so you can install whatever you want. And there's a couple of things that need to be done to get X applications and sound to work, but we have everything working. I tested, I think it was a salt cube, and and that seemed to run fine. And so it's a pretty cool uh, workaround for a problem we've been having for a while now. You know, you, you mentioned the Cube first-person shooter game. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, is an awesome piece of software, super fast. And I guess that's an interest of yours on, on the BSDs is, is gaming. And I've noticed that you've mentioned the NVIDIA drivers and 64-bit. Is 8 shaping up to be a, a pretty good platform for gaming? Uh, yeah, it seems to be. Um, you know, I ran across a couple of problems. What I, I've been actually this running a 64-bit desktop. It's the first time I've really been able to run one because we, now we have, uh, like you said, the 64-bit NVIDIA drivers, and we're able to get 32-bit Wine to uh, the Wine PBI to run on the 64-bit system. And there was some stuff that Chris had to do because there's some libraries that needed to be 32-bit and uh, were 64-bit on the system. And so in order to get 3D acceleration and all that to run correctly, some stuff needed to be edited. But anyway, I've, I got Wine to uh, work, and then I immediately installed Steam and to check that out. And then I got a Assassin's Creed is a nice test game for me to run. It seems to work. It's shaping up to be a pretty good gaming platform. Yeah, actually, it's a, it's a pretty good gaming platform. Um, you know, I'm running games on it right now. It's, you know, a little unstable. Some of the graphics in, like, say, Dragon Age are messed up. But I would say anybody who has said BSD doesn't have a 64-bit desktop because of a lack of wine or lack of 3D, they can't make those complaints anymore. I guess, you know, some of these technical details around jails and life preservers and the installers, that backend stuff is, is not in your normal day-to-day duties. That's mostly as uh, a, a web designer and, and someone working on the look and feel, which is really uh, more of the reason why I, I wanted to talk to you. Could you, uh, I guess, describe the general work that you're doing for PCBSD in those regards? Yeah, sure. You know, I don't do a lot of the backend stuff. I like to say function and fashion go together, you know, hand in hand. And so I like to take PCBSD and and really try and enhance uh, the look and feel by providing the users with a a non-vanilla KDE experience, you know, with custom wallpapers that are scalable, a custom uh, loading screen. And I uh, modified a lot of the default KDE RC files with settings that I thought the average user would, would like and pretty much just try to make you know, life easier as far as the field goes. I have a, a little script that allows, you know, users when they're using Thunderbird or Firefox, there's always been MIME type issues where you want to open a PDF, but Firefox doesn't know which program to open that in. And I found a nice little workaround that will actually allow you to choose, or, well, I set the 
the script is the default, and then the script then runs uh, the script that chooses the default KDE program. And so this way, Firefox doesn't always try and open up every file with the same program. I don't know if uh, you've ever run across that problem, but here at IX Systems, the biggest complaint is, oh, I can't open this attachment. You know, it's trying to open it in Ocular because I set the PDF to open in Ocular, and so this was uh, this workaround solved that issue. As far as the other stuff, I just work with, um, you know, a designer, Jenny. She helps me out a lot with, like, some of the wallpapers and stuff, and so I'll bring her some ideas, and then she'll bounce ideas off of me, and then we, we work together to try and beautify the PCBSD desktop. So it's really trying to get some of that, that final polish on there and, and integrating things. Yeah. You know, I think that PCBSD is a, is a great operating system for day-to-day tasks and office tasks. And I think that even if it's overlooked, I think the overall aesthetic of the operating system does count to, or at, for a user's point of view. And do some of these changes that you make or some of these ideas that you have for improving KDE make it back to the KDE developers? Uh, no, I don't think so. They're mostly just aesthetic, like personal choices. There are default values for a lot of these or any of these RC files that are in your uh, .kde4 directory. I try and uh, change them to to reflect something more suitable for the office environment that I work in as well keeping in mind the average user as well. I think they have a lot of the same expectations. And recently you were at KDE Camp. Were you there just as an individual or as as part of the IX Systems crew? IX Systems sponsored uh, KDE Camp, and so um, I went as a part of IX Systems as well as somebody who is interested in KDE. And Chris Moore was there, and he gave a presentation on PCBSD as a desktop, uh, just to kind of see where the KDE community was at and see what they thought about it. And uh, a few people seemed pretty interested in it, and uh, even a couple had used PCBSD in the past and were willing to uh, look at it again. Some of the cooler um, things I, I saw at KDE Camp would be uh, the the keynote. It was about uh, Open like open desktop and integrating the desktop with some uh, web 2.0 services or regular web web services like Flickr, Facebook, all this, all these things we do online and uh, Facebook goes down and we lose our contacts and you know some people only contact you through Facebook and refuse to use email and so it happens if these services go down you're kind of screwed and so that they, he also talked about owncloud.org, which is uh, a movement to kind of take take back control of your information and where it goes and who sees it and stuff like that. There's a lot of pieces out there that can make these ideas come to reality if they're put together, but there's really no solution right now. It, you're pretty much stuck with Google. You know, the, our day-to-day stuff goes through Google. You know, Gmail, Google Documents, Google Maps, they have all this stuff that shouldn't necessarily be uh, controlled by Google. It should be controlled by your, yourself or on your own server. But, yeah, you can check out owncloud.org for that. I know as far as the tying in uh, applications into, say, Facebook or Flickr or uh, anything like that, there's some work to be done with that. 
with Attica, and it and uses the OpenDesktop.org uh, specification. I don't know how far along they are with this, but it's something I've wanted for a long time, is the ability to, say, sync my images folder in my home directory to all the places I'd like to upload them. Did you get a sense at KDE Camp that BSD was even on their radar? It didn't seem like uh, BSD was really uh, on their radar. They seemed pretty Linux-centric. They talked. They even talked about Windows, but they never mentioned BSD, you know, not until um, Chris's talk. One guy put it this way, like, the only problem with PCBSD is that my friends don't run it. And, and I thought that was an interesting perspective, like, I'm going to run the desktop that my friends run. I guess it makes sense, but I guess if, you know, if that was his only complaint, you know, I guess that's good as well. Now, you've been a, a desktop user of PCBSD personally for a long time. How has that been? You know, as, as, have you felt that you've had to give up a lot or, or that it's, it's improved your life or just been a fun adventure? Uh, it's been a pretty fun adventure, I should say. Um, yeah, I've, I've been using uh, PCBSD since 1.4 DaVinci. I think at the time, Vista had just came out, and I blew away my Vista, the MBR of uh, my Vista installation, and instead of wiping PCBSD, I just chose to wipe Windows, and I've been running it full-time since then. So I love PCBSD. Um, I've been running the latest alphas for like the last eight weeks or so at work, and I've been running version uh, 711 at home. And, you know, uh, I actually recently I just installed the... 8.0 beta on my home machine, and I think it's uh, almost ready for prime time. It's literally the only operating system I, I need in order to get my job done and to get my playtime done as well. And I know that they're always making the final adjustments to the software and, and the coding. Is it is it pretty much, if you were to download the beta now, you, you'd see what it's going to look like? Oh, yeah, you would see. If you download the beta now, um, all my changes are in there. i Last week, I committed the last changes to Fluxbox, and I believe uh, Drew Levine is working on a PCBSD book, and so I needed to get all this stuff done so she could include the screenshots in there in, in her book. And so uh, I don't think I'm going to be adding anything to PCBSD. You can see all my changes right now. I look forward to trying out the beta. I haven't uh, had a chance to, to download it yet. But from the sounds of it, it's, uh, you know, while it might not be complete, it's pretty close. So it's probably worth playing with. Yeah, actually, there will be an RC out shortly, maybe possibly within the next week. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I uh, recommend if you haven't tried it, download it and give it a try. The DVD has a live option, so you can just boot to it and kind of see how it looks if you want. I guess you'll you'll definitely know because they'll ask you to uh, post it on the website when it's ready to go. Right, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing with, with a new major release like 8 that probably involves a lot of website design too in order to sort of have a product launch like that. Now that would be a fantastic... <laughs> that would be something fantastic. Uh, we haven't worked on a new website design, but it's something that uh, we've been talking about here. I haven't uh, officially done anything uh, with the PCBSD website yet, but I am uh, I tasked myself with that, and so I'd like to give it a nice little redesign for Hubble. Maybe we can have something uh, come out for the the launch of 
or the release of uh, 8.1, <laughs> but I don't think we have enough time to uh, to do anything with for this release. All right. Well, thanks for taking some time out of your day here, and uh, good luck with 8. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. If you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. And if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk number 185.